predators usually appear at sunset. And why is that? It's when their prey comes out to drink. Too strong for you? I can learn to like it, if I have the time. How much time have you got? Until dawn. <laughs> Listen, Dad, if you are going to talk about naughty things in front of these American girls, then at least speak English-English. All right, my son. I could have had it away with his cracking Judy, my old China. Are you telling pork pies in a bag of tripe? Because if you are feeling quickly, why not just have a J. Arthur? What, Billy? No, mates. Too right, youth. Don't you remember the crimbo din din we had with the grotty Scotchman? Mm. Oh, the one that was all sixes and sevens. Yeah, yeah, yeah she was a travelling striper. The Morris dancer lived up the apples of pears. Oh, yeah, 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 she was the barrister that became a yeah. bobby and a lorry. And they gave her the gatling gun in the bottom of St. Regis' tea kettle. And then she sat on a turtle. Welcome to Doubled Feature, the podcast about twin films. I'm Dan. I'm Max. Max, we did it to him again. <laughs> Third time's a charm, baby. They said Nobody we, fucking saw it. They coming. said we couldn't do it, and guess what? We're yeah. talking James Bond and Austin Powers again. I, I think I did a very good job the first episode of only bringing up a little bit. Yeah, if we ever get to <clears throat> the next Austin Powers movie. Yeah. And then last episode, you we got in that. on the fun, and yeah. you're just like, yeah. What if we did it again? <laughs> but we won't. <laughs> Which, in, Which my, in my defense, I think makes it funnier. So, tricky little fuckers. <laughs> um, yeah, we're talking about these movies again. <laughs> Whatever. Finally, at long last, we'll be done with Austin Powers month after this week. Yeah. Uh, it all we you know we said what it would be a fun April's still April's fool still won't have watched what I think. Hopefully, still is the best Pierce Brosnan Bond. <laughs> yeah, right. We did not watch Goldeneye. But. I'm gonna have to go back and watch it now. But I, I gotta tell you, uh, I am fucking tired of watching Bonds. Oh, big time. Yeah, no, I was not having a good time watching Tie another day. It, it also doesn't help that it seems to be probably the worst Brosnan. I think this one fucking sucks eggs. Yeah, it's really goofy. Yeah. We'll get into it. Well, but. Yeah, we're not in that yet. But what else we've we been watching? I watched. Get a real quick one because I don't have much to say other than um, I enjoyed it uh, for the most part. Uh, I watched The Wiz for the first time. The Power Glove movie, the play Nintendo. No, not The Wizard. The Wiz. Oh, the, like the, the Michael Jackson. The uh, Michael Jackson. Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I've never, I've never seen that. It's pretty good. Why'd you watch it? Uh, we're struggling to find something to watch last Friday. I was like, I've never seen the whiz. Cool. It was like, I've never seen the whiz. At least was like, you guys should watch the whiz. And so we watched the whiz. Um, there were some songs on there that were just absolute bangers, just absolutely fucking slapped. And then, uh, a couple of the songs felt like they were maybe like a minute too long. There was like a fourth verse that I'm just like, oh my god, are we still doing this? To me, a lot of musicals, man. Um, just not, I'm not a fan of the whole th- musical thing, so I definitely am like, yeah, got what you were doing. But on on the whole, the Wiz was solid. We kind of joked about uh, watching Return to Oz as a double feature. 
I've never seen Return to Oz. What is Return to Oz? Uh, the sequel to the original Wizard of Oz. Oh, okay. Has nothing um, to do with the Wiz? No. Mm-mm. But, uh, yeah, it was good. I liked it. Yeah. It was cool. I, I probably won't it. check it out. There was one part that just, like, <coughs> it fucking got me laughing. And it doesn't, like, translate, but it's like when you meet Scarecrow for the first time, he's getting picked on by a bunch of streetwise crows, and they're, like, eating all the corn, and you just get this, like... Are they, like, the racist crows from, uh... Was that Song of the South? No, not quite. Or no, it's Dumbo that has the racist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Song yeah. of the South is just racist. Yeah, entirely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, not not quite that like caricature, but they are caricatures. Um, oh, well, the one Some thing that was favorite uh, racist characters, uh, the racist black Transformers. <laughs> yeah. One's named Mudflap. What's the other one's name? I don't remember. It's like Catfish or like Flip Flop or something. All, like I, can I, All I can remember is they make a, they're, they're the ones that get to make the balls joke. Uh, but you get this like when you, you meet Scarecrow and like the crows, you get this close up of uh, Michael Jackson's face and he's got this like big, goofy, like dorky grin on his face. And the makeup already makes him look weird because it's got like the, you know, just the way it looks. And he just goes, Hope you fellas are sure enjoying your breakfast. And what did he say? I, that was unintelligible to me. I I hope you fellas are enjoying your breakfast. Okay. And uh, for some reason, it just hit me right. The whole combination of the whole thing was uh, oh man, just perfect. Oh man, really giggled about <laughs> it for quite a while. Um, what do you got? I uh, I said I was gonna I watch didn't... Titan. I didn't. Oh, yeah. I will watch. You it often for, lie. I will watch it for I, next time. I, so often, <laughs> I'll say a movie that I watch. And you're like, yeah, I gotta watch that. I'm gonna definitely watch that this week. Yeah, and, and then, then I um, check for a and then I don't. It almost never happens. Um, I didn't have much movie watching time this week. I was at a bachelor party in New Orleans. Uh, luckily, did sneak one movie in there because we were all super hungover on Sunday and just chilling out. Somebody had the brilliant idea to throw on the other guys, Oof. and boy, does the other guys! Uh, it, it's great. Yeah, it's a really funny. It's so movie. good. We were all just like hungover. Everybody kind of mentally was there together that we all wanted to sit quietly for a while, um, and just laugh our little asses off. Just a room full of uh, hungover dudes. Uh, just ate some gas station fried chicken in New Orleans, having a nice time. Uh, one one or two guys hadn't seen it before, uh, so they were experiencing a lot of stuff new. Um, I had forgotten that Dirty Mike and the Boys. Yep, uh, from is that. from that movie. The the gang of homeless people that has sex in his Prius every time it gets lost. Uh, of course, that is what I call collectively my friends. Dirty Mike being Kool Aid and the boys being like you, all and of Lucas us, and whoever else. Um. Yeah, man. Aim for the bushes is so fucking funny. The, the aim for the bushes, the whole scene. There goes my hero. And there's no bushes. There's no bushes. God, it's so good, man. I, I, Yeah, the other guys, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense. There's, like, too much story going on. But there's some really good jokes in there. I w- I'll say, just anecdotally, I'll throw it in there. Years ago, I went to Sam's bachelor party. Shout out, Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh and you know what? I think it's just there is a there's a point in every bachelor party where a bunch of guys just make a conscious decision without speaking to each other that it's it's just time to be quiet and sit <laughs> in co- quiet reflection of the the 
previous night's events and then you go to brunch and throw up in the brunch place's bathroom did you not watch it i thought you were building up to you watched a movie no we all we all sat in a pool <laughs> oh nice it's really just nice. like a good amount of distance away from each other because nobody wanted to talk to each other. Yeah. I went to a tiki bar after that. Mm-hmm. I got a drink called a suffering bastard. That was yeah. great. It was it, really good. What, what was it? What's in it? <laughs> uh, it was like a ginger tiki drink. Oh, okay. I forget, but it was really delicious. So like for your stomach, a little hair of the dog. Yeah. I mean, I was like five drinks deep at that point, but it was still it still set me right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, no, was that Easter? It doesn't matter. I, I don't need to nail down what day it was. Why would I think <laughs> that that's necessary? Why don't you tell everybody what you do need to nail down though? It's these movies we watched this week. That's right. Uh, we watched uh, two movies about a British special agent. <laughs> that's 2002's die another day. And 2002's Austin powers in gold member. Fantastic. I'm going to tell everybody about Austin Powers in Goldmember. We got Life After Beth, 2002, directed by Jay Roach. I promise I will change it after this. This is the last time. Starring Mike Myers. <laughs> so that's a joke for me, baby. Starring Mike Myers, Beyonce, uh, you know, Michael York, Mindy Sterling, Seth Green, Robert Wagner. All of them are back for Entroyer, but we added Michael Caine, Fred Savage this time. It's good stuff. Dr. Evil is going to do his most evil plan yet when he is thwarted by Austin Powers and sent to prison. Powers is knighted, but is still sad because his dad isn't there like he wasn't there in school. Powers finds out his dad has been kidnapped by the criminal gold member and taken to 1975. Powers follows him back in time to rescue his dad and meets Foxy Cleopatra, who is a whole lot of woman. Jokes, jokes, jokes. Powers finds Doctor finds out Dr. Evil is his brother. Many men becomes a good guy. Scott becomes a bad guy. Gold member has a golden cock and Bob's your uncle. It's the same movie. It's just, you know, yeah. it's stuff. Uh, it's got a Rotten Tomatoes critic score of 53, audience rating of 44. On Letterboxd, it's rated to 2.9 by users. With an estimated budget of $63 million and went on to make domestically $213 million and worldwide $296 million. Not um, quite as successful as the other ones, but still just out there making hella monies. Uh yeah uh die another day it's the worst brosnan uh 2002 directed by lee tamahori uh i'll apologize i could not brief up this summary really a lot of stuff happens it's a lot of stuff (laughs) and you know what you you say it's the worst brosnan and we'll get more into this but i think i liked die another day more than i liked tomorrow never dies just because it's, I felt like there was more interesting stuff happening. Michelle Yao makes Tomorrow Never Dies like a better movie, mm-hmm. but I'd probably go and watch Die Another Day again. I, I remember have some nostalgia with it because it's definitely the Bond that I've seen the most because it was. I like, remember this one being so good, and it wasn't. Mm, I remember it being a, a kind of a mess, but enjoying it anyway. Halle Berry does a bad job in this movie. Is Halle Berry? A good actor. I think she can be. She's not here. I like her, but I do too. is she like a good actor? I don't know. I've never seen Swordfish. Oh, she got her boobies out in that one. Yeah, I know. I, really I mean, cool. I've seen the scene. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, let me say the cast and get through my long-ass synopsis. 
Movie stars Pierce Brosnan, Halle Berry, Toby Stevens, Rosamund Pike, Rick Yoon, John Cleese, and Judi Dench. James Bond infiltrates a North Korean base, interrupting a trade of weapons for African conflict diamonds. Bond kills Colonel Moon and injures his right-hand man, Zhao, but is captured and tortured for over a year before tra being traded for Zhao. Bond is suspended from his double O status, but believes he's been set up by a double agent. He tracks Zhao to Cuba, where he meets NSA agent Jinx. They both go to a gene therapy clinic where Zhao is having his appearance altered. Zhao and Jinx escape and Bond tracks Zhao's diamond payment to Gustav Graves, a British billionaire who discovered a diamond vein a year ago in Iceland. Bond returns to London to meet Graves where they violently fence before Graves invites Bond to Iceland. Uh, M restores Bond's status but uh, provides limited assistance because, in quotes, the world has changed while he was a prisoner. She, uh, Outside of quotes, uh, she means 9-11 happened, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Uh, Graves debuts Icarus, an orbital mirror satellite that can focus solar energy. Bond seduces Frost, Graves' publicist and an agent herself. Jinx infiltrates the command center but is captured. Bond rescues her and learns Graves is the presumed dead Colonel Moon who's had his ch face changed. Uh, Bond confronts Graves, but Frost turns on him. Bond escapes, killing Zhao in a chase. Bond and Jinx follow Graves to North Korea, where he plans to use Icarus to destroy the minefield in the DMZ and conquer U.S. and Korean forces in the South. The plane is going down, and Jinx kills Frost, while Bond kills Graves. They fly a helicopter out of the cargo hold just in time, escaping to a remote shack to do foreplay with Graves' diamond stash. The movie had a $142 million budget and made a fucking... Killing $431.9 million at the box office. It's got a 2.4 on Letterboxd and a 56 Rotten Tomato Critic and 41 user. That's nice. Uh, Dan, we talked about this briefly ahead of time here uh, in our what we call our production meeting, which is the time it takes both of us to open our tabs and uh, start recording. Uh, I'm burnt out on James Bond Burnt movies. out on James Bond. Yeah, uh, at least for a little James bit. Bond movies. Yeah, friends, I think there's Ali like some and more Katie, friends of the pod. Uh, they're into the Daniel Craig's. For, oh, over the course of the past couple of months, they've been watching through all the James Bond movies. I thought Bond it's been movies. like some ye years. I don't think it's been that long. Oh, okay. Maybe I mean, I'd guess maybe four to six months. I don't know. I'm just guessing. I guess there's like a a bit of an element of like what like we do this for fun. Like this is a fun thing for you and I. It's a way for us to hang out and talk about movies. But uh, there's a bit of a work element where it's like we like have to do it because like we've a we've we've got a social contract with each other that we're both gonna watch these movies and then come to talk about them. Yeah. So like maybe if I was like just doing it, like oh yeah, throw on our next James Bond movie, my roommate, as we work our way through it. Right. Um, it would like, oh, feel hey, as, like neither tedious. of us have anything going on. You want to watch another James Bond? Yeah, yeah sure. I could go for another you have one no else. deadline on it. So like, I feel like I wouldn't get burnt out there. Um, but I also watched the expendables all last year and like that was miserable. Yeah. Like having to watch those. And that when, was at my own did pace. Double James Bond episode. And I watched the third one because one was a remake. Yeah. I was insanely burnt out on Bond that week, too. Maybe I just don't like James Bond as much as I think um, I do. And like none of these movies are great. No, all of these ones are We haven't are talked like about a single mid. Bond that's, like, great. No, we haven't watched any of the, like, truly good ones. Um, Fuck. What do you, th you think of this one overall? I thought it was... The one thing that I kind of liked about it 
um and this isn't an original thought i saw some other people bring it up in like reviews and stuff uh is that like this movie i guess plays more like a super modern version of like the goofy roger moores or like the goofy sean connery ones where it's just like really over the top but now they have fucking 142 million dollars to make a really goofy movie yeah. with a lot that of was like fun ish yeah, to me so i mean you're talking specifically the gene therapy face replacement that and, and the, the fucking um, hammer of dawn the hammer use. of dawn the uh like it's called spy the car here. fight oh, yeah. um yeah the cold open it, where it, he's like surfing down a yeah. fucking rogue there, wave there's some super goofy stuff like that but then there's so I mean it's also so much more serious where like cold open ends and Bond's being tortured in a North Korean internment camp for over yeah. a year. Like there's um there's the uh what's clearly a fake out, the the training montage where he <laughs> finds Money Penny who's been killed. Killed. Um there's yeah, Bond getting burned. Um yeah, some very serious more spy-like things going on too. I think I would have liked, and this is just like, because we have like the direct comparison here. I think I would have liked uh, what's his name or whoever directed uh, the world is not enough to have directed this one, because the world is not enough had that kind of tongue-in-cheek, goofy tone to it, and like. Die Another Day is doing a bunch of the really goofy shit, right? But trying to take it super right. serious. A lot at less times. one-liners and stuff in this one too. So there's yeah, still it, a lot. It's it seems it's a mess, man. But yeah, we get uh, the opening of the movie Bond. Uh, I do like the nighttime cold open. surfing into North Korea. I think it's the best cold open out of all of them. Probably just because it's like spy stuff, actiony. Yeah, we we immediately get back uh, Rick Yoon as Zhao. He played a character named Kang, the main antagonist in Olympus Has Fallen. Um, yeah, he we kill Colonel Moon. We're captured by General Moon, his father, um, and uh, tortured for information. Fourteen over months. The course of Fourteen months. Yeah. Get easily. It's got to be out of like all Bond themes, like bottom 10 yeah this is no question madonna weird like electro pop it is definitely the worst of the three that we watch yeah there's a bunch of cg scorpions dancing around with ladies made of fire that's the other kind of thing that was like weird and i i would be hard pressed to tell you if this is the only one because i can't obviously remember every bond opening i've seen but typically the bond openings like all of that the like the visualizers of them seem to exist just as that visualizers and this was like integrating plot where you're like right. seeing him get tortured while cgi scorpions and fire ladies and ice ladies like do fuck on each other or whatever the fuck's going on yeah weird stuff man which was bizarre i i did take a note that um it the lyrics to this fucking song are nonsensical um but at one point, uh, she just out of nowhere, like it's like a spoken word portion, and she just goes, Sigmund Freud, and then starts saying, analyze this, analyze this. I don't 
No, and then it's can I read some of the lyrics? Because they're fucking nonsense. After they analyze this part, it's I'm gonna break the cycle, I'm gonna shake up the system, I'm gonna destroy my ego, I'm gonna close my body now. I think I'll find another another way. There's so much more to know. I guess I'll die another day. It's not my time to go. But then it just keeps fucking going on in just these like just sentence, 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 sentence things. Uh, and it's delivered in really weird ways. The song sucks. I don't so know, like Madonna also appears briefly in the movie. I liked her little cameo. Yeah, that was fine. But got, like, I, three did, lines, I just put fine. the I just put together that Michael Madsen also appears in the movie. Mm-hmm. Do you think she confronted him about the Reservoir Dog scene where they talk about the real meaning of like a virgin? I uh, maybe. <laughs> I hope so. Why not? I hope. Uh, yeah, I hope so too. Because I, I only just because I would like to. If it did happen, then I want to know how that went down. I, I'm Mad- sure Michael Madsen's like I don't know. <laughs> it was just a job. Uh, yeah. Michael Madsen reading lines weird in this movie. You don't really see him full on at first. He's like in a command center and then like on a TV, and um, I like didn't realize it was him. Uh, I, I, was, I th- immediately. I thought it was Tom Sizemore at first. I'm like, oh, cool, Tom Sizemore. Welcome back to the pod, you piece of shit. And then it's Michael Madsen. I'm like, okay, well, just welcome to the pod, Michael Madsen. I like you too. It, it, but similarly, like grimy piece of shit guys in general. Yeah. But this would have been a, a three in Airs club for a uh, old uh, Tom Sizemore. Oh, is that what we're calling it now? Uh, I just made it up. Yeah. Well, then welcome <laughs> Pierce Brosnan and Mike Myers to the three in Airs club. Oh yeah. And yeah, a couple more like Basil Expedition. Yeah, uh, everyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the everyone. core cast. Unfortunately, original Q did not make it. We got John Cleese no. Q back now. Um, and one of my favorite scenes in the movie, and I'll yeah. get to that when we get to we'll it. We get to that, but uh, yeah. So uh, Bond uh, is traded uh, for Zhao to come back. He's now got the. Uh, shrapnel diamonds uh stuck into his face that's pretty cool looking zao is a for me nostalgia maybe but like pretty high up there for is like as forgettable as this movie is on the whole uh i think zao as like a like bond heavy who always has like a weird thing about him yeah the like diamonds blasted into his face that never get removed and then like once he like loses his hair and has blue eyes yeah it's very striking starts looking like uh the architects from prometheus yeah (laughs) um yeah so they're traded um everyone's everyone thinks that uh bond sold out secrets um which he didn't he suspects correctly that there's double agent uh, so he escapes uh, as he's being burned um, to go uh, figure stuff out himself. And yeah, he heads down to Cuba. And boy, do I love that we go to Cuba. I wish we were here longer because I just love uh, seeing James Bond in Old Havana. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, my note was we're in Havana now. Love it. Uh, really important scene where Halle Berry comes out of the water. Unclear how far she's been swimming. It seems like she's really far she's out. She's in a bikini and has a knife for some reason. <laughs> um, and they have a conversation about mojitos and then uh, fuck. And yeah. <laughs> they're they, just they, doing crazy double entendres. They do the yeah the typical James Bond thing where two people have a, a 
whole, in, entire conversation and only innuendo. Right. Uh, I've tried to coin the phrase double entendre before and have been made fun of. <laughs> uh, I, I played better this time. <laughs> Gotta add that self-deprecating. Right. It didn't work. It'll work again. Um. Yeah. And then uh, uh, what happens? He goes to the gene therapy clinic. Yeah, they're he all to, there. Like, find a secret entrance for it. It's That's around this fun. time that I like clocked pretty like. Brosnan was in like great shape for this movie. Yeah, he's looking good. Yeah, he's he's getting old. When he's like walks we into talked the about it before, he still looks great. Even yeah, though he's like a silver fox, got a big bushy beard now. But like when he walks into the uh, like Chinese hotel, he's all oh, scraggly yeah. and stuff. Looks pretty cut oh, up. Oh yeah, for a yeah, man yeah. yeah. So yeah, he did that little Chinese thing first. That's that's a fun little scene where uh, the the concierge, whatever, at the hotel is a. Uh, uh, Chinese uh, intelligence mm-hmm. guy sends in a fake uh, masseuse. That's all fun stuff. Bond like just has like to that. be like, nah, I'm not even an agent anymore. Like, <laughs> this is all off the books, baby. Let's go. Help me find Zhao, dude. Um, yeah, they they go to a. It's like a medical facility on this old Cuban fort yeah. or something. And you find out, like you, we've talked about, where it's like. They're doing gene replacement therapy. Halle Berry is there under uh, the guise of being a patient because we do find out in this sequence that she is like a CIA operative. Um, TSA. Or, uh, not TSA. NSA. N- NSA, but yeah. And, same, um, same general idea. She's like talking to a doctor and the doctor's like, yeah, we're just going to, you know, replace all the DNA in your bones and skin and body from orphans and street kids. It's it, No one will miss them. It's all fine. She blast his ass yeah and uh you know she she's there to blow up the whole facility bonds after just zao he's like which i think halle berry's character jinx is after zao too but she she's is, definitely yeah. going like well i'll just kill everyone here and yeah. surely zao will go with them <laughs> uh you get like chase scene shootout scene pretty neat you get one yeah. of the worst looking cgi anything's i've ever seen in my entire life when halle berry does a back reverse swan dive off the top of the fort. <laughs> I watched my special edition DVD version of this. Uh, granted on on a uh, 4K TV, but um, boy, looks like dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, she escapes. Zhao escapes. He jumps out of a window. It's pretty cool. Yeah, um, just pieces out. Gets on a helicopter. Um, and Bond uh, now has to. Uh, uh, oh, so he found. On Zhao had a necklace with uh, diamonds. Uh, he talks to his buddy in Havana. Um, they're chemically, they're Sierra Leone conflict diamonds. I guess the term blood diamond wasn't really in normal use. No, not until Leonardo DiCaprio did that movie and really yeah. coined the term. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Leo. Thanks, Leo. I got Leo. Uh, Leo. Mine from the other movie. Yep. Um, but uh, we tracked those to uh, this guy Graves. Um, and uh, so we got to go back to London. Uh, really cornily, they play London Calling as James Bond is going to Horrible London. needle drop. Horrible needle drop. <laughs> um, he goes to a fencing club where Madonna is there to Madonna's introduce there. him to... Uh, Graves and Frost. Uh, Frost is Graves' publicist. He's a uh, uh, British millionaire, I guess, who discovered 
diamonds diamonds in, in a, what he claims is like diamonds in norway or uh iceland iceland yeah, yeah. because which is then just we find out they're just using it as a way to launder conflict diamonds and right. uh gustav graves again something this movie has going for it a good like bond villain being just a huge waspy piece of shit who's actually a korean man yeah <laughs> <laughs> very weird yeah it's um, it takes a weird turn but like he is very easy to hate oh yeah as gustav graves yeah, like a piece of shit Guy um sucks. i love that at madonna's fencing club there's um, every type of ornamental bladed weapon you mm-hmm. could ever ha- kept razor sharp <laughs> we keep all the ornamental yeah. weapons so sharp as hell they start fencing decide to do it the old-fashioned way and fight with uh real swords and first torso uh bleeding is the loser uh and it turns into a giant fight all over the place pretty pretty well choreographed with, it is okay it, I like that it tracks all around this place and fucks everything can, up and gets I, everybody upset and scared. Can I say something that I appreciated from this scene that you'll 100% be on board with? Um, because so, it's so when bit, he pulls out a katana? No. Oh. I did like that, though. Uh, no, just like this is definitely like we've talked to you've talked about a bunch of like the like Joss Whedonification of just like movies. The oh, so we're doing that now kind of shit. And there are so many moments in this fight scene where a modern film would have put in a fucking stupid fucking comment like that to like bring levity to the scene. And I really appreciated that despite the fact that this movie does take itself too seriously most of the time that they didn't do that there so that the fight actually feels like there's stakes to it yeah because like they seems cut, like, like they're about to kill each other a bunch of times they cut like a guy's newspaper in half and it's just he's just a bystander that that like happens like right. the fact that it happens is the brevity of the like situation it's, he, did, he, he doesn't, doesn't go i was reading that oh. or some that's, dumb that's shit made, like that i was gonna say maybe he could say i've had enough bad news some something like that Oh, I mean, if Bond had said that, that would yeah. have fucking slapped. But how do you like that for cutting news? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> or like, I if need it was to make a, some edits to that article. I don't know. If it was a Marvel movie, it would have been Stan Lee, and he would have gotten a close. R.I.P. I love Stan Lee, but like, uh, it would have been a close up to him, and he would have just been like, "I was reading a comic." <laughs> I was reading a comic that I wrote because yeah. I'm Stan Lee who made this. Or now whatever. I won't know what happens in Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so anyway, I, anyway, we spent a long time on that. <laughs> I appreciated that they didn't put like jokes in there because there were a bunch of things and like, uh, yeah, it's it's just nice. It 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 was nice to have a scene that felt like it had stakes, like you said, it felt yeah. like they were going to kill each other because at certain points they're actively trying to definitely. Um, but they cool off. They shake hands. Uh, Bond's going to get paid for winning the fight, I guess. In diamonds. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're going to go to Iceland uh, to uh, unveil Graves' new technology. This is when we find out that Frost is an MI6 agent undercover with Graves. Well, for, and... First he goes – he has a secret meeting with M. Uh, yeah. And then – she like kind of lets him back in. She res- restores his status, but like doesn't give him full privileges, and he gets outfitted by Q. Yeah, um, and we uh, got new Q. We're not calling him R anymore because Q has changed hands fully to John Cleese now. Yep, because Q stands for quartermaster, and he's the quartermaster now. 
and it's my favorite scene in the fucking movie now, given context of this fucking podcast. But in the like London underground secret ba- MI6 base, which they're in. In the tube. In the tube. 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 Uh, there's in like Q's like workshop or whatever, there's a bunch of stuff relics from previous bonds and hanging on the wall is the fucking gator submarine from octopussy oh is it yep oh, i didn't see that That's it's great. it's like the full alligator and it's like a it's hanging like on its side and you can see like where roger moore goes <laughs> and like there's a roger moore hole in like the back of the gator nice. i wasn't paying attention i was losing my mind. easter eggs that's great i wonder if, i wonder if there's other stuff in there that we would recognize. probably yeah i like I'm sure if you like Google die another day, like Q workshop, Easter eggs, some shit, like somebody's done it, but, uh, I don't know James Bond well enough. If we hadn't watched Octopussy for this podcast in the last year, like I wouldn't have been like alligator submarine from Octopussy. It just, we both loved it so much when it happened in that that movie. Insane scene. Yeah. Um, some cool stuff that we get that'll come up a lot later is a sonic ring that can, like fracture any glass. Yep. It gets used quite a few times. And um Bond's new car is Bond's, pretty sick. Bond's new car which has active camouflaging so it can just be invisible. Yeah. Um, give him the fucking uh uh what are they called? Barnacle boy and Who's the main Mermaid guy Man? From Mermaid Man. Yeah, give him the invisible <laughs> car from SpongeBob. Yeah, except it makes him invisible too while he's in it instead oh, of true. them just yeah. riding on top of it. <laughs> Um, so that's nice. Um, yeah, we go to Iceland. Um, dude's on some like crazy souped up snowmobile driving around. Yeah, Trying to break find my out, speed records or something. We some find shit. out Frost is a um a, a frosty uh agent. We're in an ice palace, I guess we should say. Um, yeah, they like build a whole ice hotel just for this event. You ever been to one of those ice bars? No, I want to though. There's one in Orlando. Yeah, they're not that cool. No. <laughs> it's it, exactly what you think it is. I mean, it, it doesn't I don't want to go because I don't like I think it'll be cool. I I get a big kick out of doing like really touristy shit. Oh, yeah, if you're like into trying to like catch it up on purpose, then yeah, yeah. it's perfect. That's the issue with it is it's dumb and Right. And, and that's it, why that's why I want to go because it, it just seems got, like it would be like a really shit like go there and just spend like sixty dollars on one drink and just yeah. be like okay I feel horrible like about a, this decision like a now. fifteen dollar vodka crayon that comes yeah. in an ice cup yeah uh, yeah and they, so, they'll give you so like if a, you know that that's what you're getting into you'll be fine oh yeah I've seen plenty of, I watched I went you, you know how much travel channel I watched in high school yeah um, a ton too, man so I I all know right, what goes on in P. There. Anthony yeah um. We're introduced so to we, our like fifth heavy. Oh, yeah, is a guy Doctor named Mr. Kill. Kill. Is it Mr. Doctor Kill? Uh, Whatever. I think it's matter. Mr. But um, yeah, he's barely gonna stick around too. This guy barely gets that to was be in the movie. One of my like just speak like talking about like actual problems with the movie is that at a certain point we kind of just every scene get introduced to another character. There's probably too many characters in this movie. And uh, we don't need that many. Right. Because we also yeah, get keep, introduced some to the of guy that develops Icarus. Henchmen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that guy. Get, just gets shot out of a plane later. But, yeah, that's our next big heavy is Icarus. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically the Hammer of Dawn from Gears of War. It uh, It's a satellite, like mirrored satellite that directs the sun's rays. 
Uh, he's claiming he's going to use this as um, like a it would help you grow. He wants to do a, like a humanitarian thing to help the world uh, using can, this to like grow crops and can stuff. grow crops 24 seven all over the world. Right. And because, yeah, none of us ever want to have darkness. You remember when a bunch of dumb assholes like a month or two ago thought China had made us fake sun? Yeah. We're yeah, freaking out about it. I do remember that. People are fucking dumb as shit, dude. Um, let's see. So we see that it's pretty cool. I bet he won't use this for anything bad at any point. Yeah, no way. Um, what no happens? Way the clear villain of the movie will ever misuse <laughs> his fucking sun laser. What, yeah. What What happens here? Oh, so he has sex with Frost. Yeah. Um, he is this when he cuts the circle into the ice and swims under to go infiltrate the like warm like house yeah like the yeah. greenhouse thing so, so Halle Berry goes in as well Jinx and she finds uh, Zhao or whichever one she she finds Graves doing the gene therapy thing Zhao ambushes her they trap her um, they're using they're gonna use lasers to kill her uh, Bond shows up just in time to kill Dr. Kill or Mr. Kill Mr. Kill and, uh, it's so funny his name's Mr. Kill um, and uh, save her from the lasers. It's uh, she says um, she's yelling about how he needs to switch her lasers off because they're all like going all over the place, like yeah, fighting between them. Yeah, it's like Catherine Zeta Jones over here, dude. Um, but she says, "Switch it off, or I'll be half the girl I used to be." Which that's nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what a nice little line that is. What a yeah, good time like, we're having. I like it. Um, he's got a big fight with uh, Mr. Kill, and eventually. Uh, Gets him in a position so that Halle Berry can turn the laser on. It shoots through the back of his head and out through his mouth, and he dies. And that's kind of cool. That's pretty cool. Um, where, where do we go next? Is this, this is, when yeah, he goes like, to it's, fight? We're basically oh. like, it's all popping off so, now. Yeah, so she reveals that Graves is Moon. Same guy. He's the North Korean colonel who's uh, changed to this guy to... Uh, Wander the diamonds and create this weapon, and so they go. Uh, they go to fight him. He thinks he's got Frost on his side, and she, of course, turns. She's taking the guns out of his, or the bullets out of his gun, um, and has him at gunpoint. Uh, pretty cool. They're standing on a glass floor, and he uh, uses the sonic um, ring to uh, blow the floor out so he can escape. Yeah. That's that's fun stuff. Um, is this when he is now escaping on the snowmobile? I'm calling yes. it a snowmobile, yeah. but it's like I don't know what this thing is. It's like maybe like a it's a rocket or, luge. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it is. Um, that's what I would call it. That's a real thing. Maybe it's a uh, rocket luge, it, and it, he's it, just like blasting and fo- straight forward in it because they're chasing him with the Icarus laser and. Yeah. The that's, that's stupid fun. German scientist guy is just like, oh, he beat your time, boss. <laughs> and Graves gets mad at him. Yeah. Um, he shoots himself over a cliff and is hanging on with like the ice anchor. Um, and while they're using the Hammer of Dawn to cut the whole side of the cliff off into the waters below, he fashions... A windsurfing setup off of oh, out yeah, of like I the, about that shit. Yeah, the, yeah, the hood of um, 
the, the hood of the luge thing and it's um like parachute like slow down parachute brake thing uh so he, he he yeah he's like fully windsurfing away from the tidal wave that's yeah. chasing him from the cliff falling down it looks pretty shitty it looks like uh the surfing scene in um escape from la <laughs> aka bad um very goofy stuff, but I do like it. Once again, it's so insane we're doing James Bond getting tortured in the same movie where we're doing the windsurfing stuff. Yes, and that that's where it like <laughs> has a problem because if that would be like really fun if it was played with that kind of like big stupid like seventies levity that those older Bond movies had or that uh I thought uh the world is not enough had at times at least. Um then we get the spy car fight. Oh yeah. So no explanation why Zhao has his own spy spy car. Right, with a but it's a cool machine scene. gun on the back. Yeah, it's cool. It, it they both of their cars all of a sudden look like twisted metal cars. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> rockets and guns popping out from every orifice. Um it was so goofy that they spent a decent chunk of time explaining the adaptive camouflage only for Zhao to shoot his car long enough that the adaptive camouflage fails so that they can uh, have their big car chase. No, but then it comes back. It comes back. It's Nothing really happens other than he just drives for long enough that yeah. eventually it's his active camouflage uh, back active so he can um, turn it on, take the treads into his car so he can climb up the ice wall so that while Zhao is charging him to he'll try just and ram shoot him. off into the ground. Yeah. Right, into, the, in, into the water below. So they're also destroying the ice palace with Icarus the whole time. So it's melting all around them. Halle Berry's gonna die. Um another pretty cool scene with like the cars driving it, inside the ice palace. Uh, and oh stuff. no, that's yeah, that's a lot of fun. It's just like we said, it's really goofy stuff. But um then he uh he shoots down the an ice chandelier that's uh, floating above Zhao, and it falls to where he's now in the water and kills the fuck out of him. So much red bloody water yeah. floats up immediately, which I was like, damn. Kind of shocking. You, for... know, you don't see a lot of blood in these. I guess they no. could get away with it because it's in water and you don't see the actual impact, but yeah. um, still more than I expected. Um, he drives around the ice palace, uses a sonic ring again to get Halle Berry out before she drowns. Um, has takes to give her to the her, hot spring has to give her mouth to mouth yeah in the hot spring that's fine that's nice stuff and then we're on a plane and we're just kind of like on a plane now yeah yeah the rest of this I mean we get there plane. like the movie has like logic that gets us there but the, like, the final 15 minutes are on a plane headed for South Korea while Icarus is blowing up the minefield and yeah so they're it's kind of yeah, just they a go, big they go back to scene. yeah it's weird the, they go back to North Korea um, he puts on a giant power glove, uh, suit to control Icarus. Sh- shout out, shouts out. What's it called? The wizard is, I think so. Yeah. The, the, the Nintendo power glove movie that, uh, I, I, I thought you were talking about having seen. I wonder if that's good. I wonder if that holds up. Probably not. Is that, is that a savage in that movie? Uh, I don't know. Cause we got, Possibly. which, which one do we have? We have Ben Savage. In Goldmember? No, it's Fred Savage. Right? I don't know. I forget now. Yeah. We have the one from Boy Meets World. Yeah, it's Fred Savage. Okay. And uh, Which one's the one from The Princess Bride? 
Is it Ben? Is it not also Fred Savage is in the Wizard? Okay, so We're I was right way there. Off track. We're getting insanely off track. We're just looking at you, looking at him. It's Fred Savage in all of them. Not in Princess Bride. Yeah, it's Fred Savage. That's Fred Savage. Ben Savage is the one from Boy Meets World. Okay. I'm fucked up. Um, let's keep going. <laughs> uh, yeah, they uh, he kills his own father because uh, they explained to General Moon uh, that they're going to blow up the minefield to let them uh, cruise right in, retake uh, South Korea and um, the American uh, and like NATO forces uh, occupation. Um, uh, General Moon's convinced it would start World War Three. Um, so tries to stop them and, uh, uh, Colonel Moon, the younger, the son has to kill his own dad. Um, especially weird since now he's a white man, (laughs) (laughs) a filthy rich white man. Um, I wrote down that we've got two in a row of patricide bond villains. Um, oh yeah. The, what happens? The plane starts crashing and then it. Halle Berry like saves it. Oh, it's because Bond shoots the window yeah. to destabilize like the cabin pressure, and it sucks out the engineer. And Bond's killing a bunch of people, so the plane starts crashing. Halle Berry gets to the controls and like keeps them steady. Um, but uh, uh fucking um, Frost shows up with a sword. Uh, to like, she's gonna kill her. Uh, the fl- the plane flies through the Icarus beam, which makes it so fucked up. It's completely falling apart, um, and we're having a big fight between uh, Graves and Bond, uh, interspersed with big fight between um, Frost and Jinx. Um, they really specifically throw a knife through a book at the beginning of the fight, and I think that's the Art of War. They're talking about the it Art is. of War a lot, yeah, yeah, and. Um, Halle Berry at the very end of the fight picks that up and stabs her with it. Uh, she says, I can read your every move and then stabs her with the book, which is honestly good. Uh, Rosamund Pike gone girl herself is uh, kind of a baddie. So it sucks that she went out like this. Uh, lovely lady. Has she uh, ever played like a good person? I feel like she's always bad people. Uh, she's a good person in um, uh, the first Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Never it's her, seen the Creature movies. Oh, the first one's really good. Is it? Yeah. All right. Yeah, the second one kind of sucks. <laughs> There's a new TV show of Jack Reacher With on like, Amazon or something. Yeah. <laughs> Is it Dad? I'm pretty from, sure from that's Blue Mountain Dad, State? yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I was going to say, it's so funny that they got a huge jacked guy to play the same character that they had Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise play. play. Yeah. But, no, the, the first Jack Reacher movie is actually really, really good. Huh. Um, I'll have to look that up. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, what, else, what else happens? Bond uh, forces uh, Graves out of the plane by deploying his parachute and then turning on his weird, wacky suit that electrocutes him, and he uh, goes through the uh, propeller and explodes. It's Thad Castle confirmed. Oh, wow. I never would have made the connection. He's definitely... He's done a bunch of shit. He was in The Hunger Games. He was in the new Teenage... He's Raphael in the uh, live-action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He's just so much bigger now. He must have been... 
He's chilling on gear and working out steadily yeah. since Blue Mountain State. He's 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 like really popping off. He's having like a nice like career as a little for him, man. guy. Um, Sorry, steroids wasn't a, a dig at him either. Whatever, do your thing, man. Get the get these big fight boy roles. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, everything's good now. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically. What else happens at the end of the movie? We cut to Money Penny. Oh yeah, uh, in a simulation, uh, fucking James. Yep, it's weird that she dies in one simulation and then finally gets to fuck James in the other. Um, Very confused as to what's programmed into these fucking <laughs> simulators yeah. that Q's making. Uh, Q finds her and like makes fun of her for jacking off. Um, <laughs> he does it, but uh, and then yeah, still on the plane, I guess they. Uh, Everything's falling out of the cargo bay, including a helicopter. So they get in that, and uh, while it free falls, try to get it started. They start it just before they hit the ground, and take off to a little fuck shack where they do uh, innuendo playing in diamonds, which doesn't even seem comfortable. Nope. Um, the whole thing is just like, no, leave it in. And he's like, yeah. oh, it's got to come out. Yeah. And, and it's then just it's a, a diamond, diamond in, in her, her belly, belly button. button. <laughs> She's like, it feels so good. I'm like, what? How? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'd be worried it gets stuck in there. I'd never had anything in my belly button and been like, yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Fucking psycho. You're not Hallie. I know. Um, yeah, that's it. It's fine. That's it. Enough. It's still fine. I don't hate it that it's much. It's still fine, yeah. I think I gave it a two and a half or a two because it's, I th- I think, personally, for me, the worst uh, Brosnan. But, I think it's like, it is almost like, like the any... epitome of a two and a half movie where yeah. it's like, it's kind of just like, it it doesn't break the cardinal sin of like action movies where it's it's not boring at any point. Yeah. It keeps you entertained, but it's not good. It's not bad. There's some stuff I like a lot. There's some stuff that I don't care for much at all. Um, and that's kind of what you get. So yeah, let's take a little break and we'll come back and talk. Awesome powers and gold member. And we're back, back, back in the powers groove. It's kind of um, weird trying to workshop that in the wait. bathroom, but didn't really get anywhere with it. Oh, you worked on that? Not really. I thought about it. I mean, I was gone for what thirty seconds. Wasn't that long? No. Um, Max. Yeah. So this movie opens on the movie within the movie called Austin Pussy. Yep. Which hilariously stars uh, Tom Cruise as Austin Powers. Yep. Gwyneth Paltrow as Dixie Normus. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Kevin Spacey uh, turned out in real life to be Dr. Evil, um, which is Mr. Evil. Uh, kind of back to our Mr. Kill, Dr. Kill conundrum. Yeah. Um, Danny DeVito as Mini-Me. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Chomping a cigar, shooting Can- a gun. And then we find out, like, just to skip ahead a little bit, because I just want to make this point, is we find out at the very end yeah. that uh, – John Travolta is playing Goldmember mm-hmm. in Austin Pussy. And I just, I've always found it super humorous how out of all those like five people, uh, Danny DeVito's the one that ended up being just like a normal, wholesome guy. Yeah, Danny DeVito's a great guy in real yeah. life. Everyone legitimately loves him. Gwyneth like, Paltrow's off on her like goop weird shit, yeah, like where she's just she's super just out of touch. Freak. 
Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise Scientologist. Yeah. Kevin Spacey. Rapist. Uh, rapist and uh, probably murderer because, like, all of his accusers have died under yeah. suspicious at least hiring hitmen. Uh, uh, comedy podcast. Uh, allegedly, yeah, allegedly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, John Travolta, also a Scientologist and sexual assault. Uh, is he on sexual assault? He's got some accusations out there, I'm pretty sure. I think a lot of that's because he's a closeted gay guy. Yes, there's that. I, it, it's just Which like, that's, there's, there's nothing there's, wrong with that. Right, no, but there's a lot of stories of him like propositioning men, but I don't think in like a, I might I might be wrong, but I don't think in like a predatory way, just in like whenever those rumors come out, it's like, yeah, everybody kind of knows John Travolta's like fucking dudes in yeah, secret. On his big um, planes. Yeah. Um, damn, him and Will Smith, both allegedly, uh, comedy podcast, uh, uh, Banging dudes on planes? gay guys, yeah. I mean, no. I wonder if they fucked. Is that a thing with Will Smith now? Yeah, it's always been a thing with Will Smith. Well, I knew about the Scientology thing, I didn't that's, know That's why he has to stay with Jada Pinkett, so. Ah, uh, gotcha. <laughs> Despite her destroying Fair. him from the inside. Anyway, I don't well, want to talk about, I can't not talk no more about will smith ever again dude i, I don't just want to say I, I hope those guys figure out whatever they need to figure out right and i yes start being better people <laughs> solidarity <laughs> with the gay scientologists max anyway what i wanted to ask was yeah in the um in the movie within the movie they're all played by these actors in the podcast within the podcast who would you th- who would you like to play yourself in the movie about our podcast, oh, man. it will obviously come out one day. Um, oof, uh, does it have to? Do, I'm, oh, man, I'm just asking you. You look a lot like Adam Pally. Yeah, you can go Adam Pally. I got, I got a lot. I get, I get a lot of look likes people. That's fine. I'll go with him. you. Do look I like, a, like a, a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I only think I really look like young Jack Nicholson or fat Landon Donovan, and Landon Donovan's. A soccer, soccer player, player, not an actor, so <laughs> I don't know about that one. Um, so for that reason, I'll go with a, uh, you know, fuck it, whatever. I don't well, know. We're not talented. Well, if to be we're doing there. like comedy guys, what's the, what about that guy, uh, Jack Johnson or whatever, Jack Jackson? Who's the guy from New Girl? Oh, uh, Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson. You kind of look like him. Kind of look like him. When I was skinnier, a lot of people told me I looked like him. That was also when everybody was watching New Girl, and I was wearing a lot of like flannel shirts. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. That's a good. That's a good yeah. pairing. Go Jake Johnson and Adam Pally. I'd dude. watch the two of them in a movie. Yeah, they'd be having fun. I love Drinking Buddies. Is that a movie? Uh, Jake Johnson, Olivia Wilde, uh, Mumblecore movie where they work at a brewery. Oh, okay. I haven't yeah. seen that one. That's a pretty good movie. Um. <laughs> anyway, enough of this. <laughs> you're good with. You're going with Adam Pally. Yeah. yeah, we're sticking with it. Okay, great. Um. Movies directed by Steven Spielberg, Austin Pussy. I forgot to that's, mention that. That's the best part of it. Um, really weird, just opening titles, and that we're doing a singing in the rain riff that my, turns into a my favorite Britney opening Spears. titles of the entire trilogy. Britney um, Spe- Britney Spears just fully does yeah. like a song, and as a fembot, we find out. Oh Quint, yeah, Quint, uh, Rashida Jones's dad is there. <laughs> <laughs> So funny to call Quincy Jones or Sheeta Jones' dad. Okay. Yeah, you, you that one in the can. You had yeah, that yeah, thing. yeah. I didn't think about that for a while. Okay, good. Uh, I I really like this opening bit because yeah, it goes good. it goes back to the 
what the first one did and just being basically like a big dance number the second one didn't really do that aside from the uh synchronized swimming which is good in the second one um but uh it's good i like the quincy jones bit is funny to me spielberg's there that's funny to me yeah i like it it's good uh come back to uh dr evil hanging out with mini me they're in hollywood and they're behind the hollywood sign number, number two, two has started a the hollywood talent agency uh which is their new like legitimate scheme to do yeah, but, evil but stuff but while staying evil yeah, yeah that's fun that's better than the starbucks gag from the last mm-hmm. one i think but uh um and then uh, they immediately get arrested yeah uh, so that's I, big big reason you can tell that this movie happened post 9-11 is that uh the bad guy is immediately taken care of <laughs> and then becomes the good guy before the end of the movie um i that's also just like you know outside circumstances or whatever caused it to happen like very good gag to go through the whole thing of like dr evil explaining another plan whatever which this plan is called preparation h because oh, they've already stuff. gone through all the other num- letters of preparations uh you get some good stuff with scott being like preparation h feels good on the whole mm-hmm. tells them that they should have just yeah. called it operation ass cream yeah, you it- ass <laughs> yeah that's good stuff which always makes me laugh a lot uh, Dr. Yeah. Evil's like, Preparate. you wanted uh, ass, you want ice cream? He says, yeah, I'd like some chocolate ass cream. To which Dr. Evil replies, oh, uh, maybe later. Mini <laughs> Me is also eating a bunch of chocolate for some reason. He's like, that chocolate's from Bruges. That's where daddy's from. And he goes crazy. <laughs> I don't know why I've always thought this line was funny. He says, he's gone mental because of the chocolate. It's like catnip for clones. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, as, as if mini me is representative of all, all clones. clones yeah yeah i don't know uh yeah dr evil's taken into custody then you have austin and dr evil doing like a uh hannibal lecter thing where you find out they both went to spy school together well, well, first first austin gets knighted yeah for bringing in um bringing in dr evil finally um but his <laughs> i used to think that this was the real queen in this scene when, <laughs> when this movie came out i was just like i don't know i don't like americans don't give a shit about british royalty other than like how some people were way too obsessed with princess die for a while there other than that do you do, do you think we care about british royalty i don't i don't i, I think a good portion do. of people do but i think it's I've, I've tried to figure this out and I, I think it's just people being like it's just like something to like obsessed. it's just another we're like so pop culture obsessed they're just pop culture figures to us in america yeah but like these like big larger than life like royalty and i think we think it's like ooh, like they still have a king yeah i was hanging out with a bunch of canadian girls in uh, new orleans mm-hmm. this weekend and uh i think i think they think all uh american dudes are trumpers because a bunch of them asked me if i was a trumper and i said no absolutely not um so they liked me because of that i would be surprised if any of them thought that none of us were like if they if if any like foreign person legitimately thinks there's anyone still in america that uh isn't like a trumper i'm not gonna blame them for it right but i mean they were just checking i guess to make sure they're hanging out with a guy that's not detestable to them but yeah um so i of course asked uh how they felt about justin trudeau 
and his several Halloween costumes. (laughs) 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 Didn't go over that well, but whatever. That's I only bring that up because that's like, uh, it's the Canadian aristocracy in my mind. Justin Trudeau, Fidel's son. Uh, anyway, what was happening in the movie? Yeah, there's that rumor about we can't. We <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> there's there's rumor with like some possibility that uh, uh, Justin Trudeau is the illegitimate son of Fidel Castro. Damn, that's wild. Yeah, look that up. They, they look a lot alike. Yeah, yeah. We no, never okay. remember to bring, post any of the pictures that we say we no, will. But I've if, done it a couple if times. If we can. Let's uh, yeah, so he gets knighted, but his dad's not there. We get Ming T's biggest hit of all. Daddy wasn't there. What a good song! <laughs> this literally is such a good song. Like I listen to it sometimes. I think it's great. It is a good song. Um, He's not, he wasn't there to change his underwear. Yeah, take him to the I was fair. first baptized and I was criticized. And I was circumcised. It's great. Stinging kidney paws. Yeah, it keeps going. It's great. Yeah, it's great. It's a good song. <laughs> I think it's good. Uh, so now Austin's got to figure out. He he's told by Basil that his dad's been kidnapped by Goldmember in <laughs> 1975. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he goes to the only person that can help him, Doctor Evil. This is when we get, like I said, we get a little Hannibal Lecter uh, thing here. He's in like a plastic prison as if he's magnet yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and they do the whole thing you find out that they went to spy school together and you get a flashback to the casting of young austin is so perfect young austin looks perfect but it's so funny that basil is there dr evil's there number two's there yeah they're They're all all there they're all just there we're really uh retconning some austin powers lore (laughs) for this one um, is this when he meets Fook Me and Fook You? It's at the party where Ming T is playing. Is okay, so it's up. just before that. Mm-hmm. Um, that part's really weird. I forgot uh, how in the early thousands, uh, dudes were just obsessed with twins. Yeah, this was around the time of the Coors Light Twins commercial. Um, don't know what's up with that. Twin threesomes at least light incest, right? Yeah, I, mean, I don't even know if it's light, but whatever. Well, it depends what they get into together. That's true, right? I don't know. Uh, who are we? To, who are we to say? I'm I'm really glad that most of the country as a whole, most of America has lost a lot of their obsession with twins, as far as I can tell. Uh, in the flashback, Austin gets named International Man of Mystery, which is the name for their top of the class, and how we got the first movie title. Uh, and his dad's not there, so everybody laughs at him again, including the janitor, who it's is so the same janitor the same from the nighting ceremony. <laughs> he uh, He's a recognizable guy. I looked him up, and I don't know if I just remember him from this movie, but um, he looks like just some country bumpkin with no teeth, like meth, yeah. meth mouth style. I love that guy. Uh, so then, um, you know, Dr. Evil's like, I'll, I'll scratch my back if you scratch yours. Um, that was a legitimate slip. <laughs> uh, but he, he tells Austin, Austin's like, oh yeah, tell me how to get to gold member. And Austin, this is always stuck with me is a uh, Dr. Evil responds quid pro quo. And Austin Powers just doesn't know what that is. So he goes, yes, 
Squid Pro Row. Uh, not even a good joke, <laughs> no. but has has absolutely always stuck with me as well. Uh, I say it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, good stuff. Uh, so, yeah, he goes back in time. We get another uh, time machine car. This time it's a, like, 70s Pimpmobile. 70s Cadillac yeah. Pimpmobile. The, uh, the, like, plate on the front, it's got, like, a big gold faceplate in front of the grill with his, like, male symbol. Yeah. Uh, that looks sick as hell. It's a cool-looking car. <laughs> I want to put a big plate on the front of my car. It looks like sick. Instead of back to the futuring to the past, it uh, bounces on fucking hydraulics. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's good stuff. Yep. And then Austin, who was frozen through all of the 70s, apparently knows what 70s stuff is and is dressed <laughs> like a pimp in a big fur coat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're in, uh, what is it, Studio 60? What's the place called? Oh, I already forgot. It's What's that joke. big club from back in the day? Studio 59? 54? 57? One of those. Studio 56. Studio 100. Studio 60 isn't right. That's Stu- no, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. That's a different thing. That's a comedy series. Studio right. 54. Yeah, that's what it is, right? Anyway. I think so. Anyway, some place is covered <laughs> in gold where Goldmember is. Yeah, Beyonce sings a gold song memory. about... That's a great fucking song, too. The gold. Beyonce gold yeah. song is great. It's gold, it's gold, it's, it's solid gold, baby. It's Yeah, that's good stuff, man. Beyonce is, of course, looking great in 1975 probably the most looks good in the, 2002 the, too the yes and in 2022 20, <laughs> um the uh she to me because of who she's become after this uh is the one that i can least picture being with austin in any way <laughs> like <laughs> true loyalty or royalty like uh Talking shit about royalty. That's this is her and Jay Z are who we have as royalty in this country. I think. Yeah, they're American kings with, and queens. Seeing her with Austin Powers is insane now. Um, but she does a good job in the movie, and she looks. She great. does do a good job in the movie. She actually, to me, I mean, definitely like having to lift a lot less like weight, but uh, she does a better job than fucking Halle Berry does in Die Another Day. I agree. Like she's a good comedic actress in this oh yeah she's she's doing a good job it's weird that i mean i don't know how much she acts really but that's definitely not her like number one yeah thing. they find gold member at his club yeah, he's from holland isn't that weird isn't that weird uh <laughs> foxy cleopatra apparently has some sort of mind control abilities because she takes over nathan lane <laughs> <laughs> It's so insane that Nathan like Nathan Lane is too big of an actor to be in this role where he just mouths the words like to surrogate talk to Austin for, yeah. for Foxy Cleopatra. Just to do some fun hand movements and stuff. <laughs> he at some point they have a history. She doesn't I guess he knew her before getting frozen, but yeah, he actually like mad he that he's been her. gone for like seven years or something right. like that. Yeah, I don't know. It's kinda of gets confusing because it seems like he but anyway, so uh she kisses him through Nathan. So Nathan Lane is kissing Austin, uh, attacks him with a big kiss, slaps his own butt while he's kissing him. A very funny move. Um, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and then they basically like they because it's an Austin Powers movie. It just like the thing they do, the thing they came there to do happens. So he just kind of goes upstairs, finds his dad. Yeah, 
who's Michael Caine. He's having <laughs> sex Powers with a bunch of ladies. Himself. He's great. Yeah, he's overpowering his guards. Bunch of sexy ladies. They do they do a fun thing where they speak in British slang to each other. Love that, dude. Uh. <laughs> You've probably already heard it at the top of this episode. <laughs> um Oh yeah, oh, that's the part that's the clip you're gonna play, yeah. Um he, the funniest part is when they're talking about why didn't you just masturbate? He says, What, like Jimmy two mate or Jimmy no mates? <laughs> it's a really funny one to me. Um, and then the, it just becomes in te- unintelligible for a while, and then they both end with tea kettle shat and then on, shat a on a turtle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Great stuff. Then um, uh, that's a secret trap room. They're kind of swiveled around to be put in front of Gold Member. He starts offering them a bunch of breakfast pastries and different types of cigarettes. Yeah, that joke's not funny anymore. <laughs> not really. I'll, so I'll always pancake, remember it. Cigar and a waffle. Uh, Let's see. Uh, there's Just a bong and a blintz. That's the last one. Uh, uh, crepe, some, crepe. Sh- schmokin, no, schmokin schmokin a pancake. No, uh, pipe and a crepe. Pipe, pipe and, and a crepe. Yeah. Uh, bong and a blintz. And then you get my favorite thing from any. The, this is I will always remember this line, and then it gets a follow up line later in the movie. But Michael Michael Caine says that there's two things that he can't stand in this world: intolerance of other people's cultures. And the Dutch, and the bloody Dutch, yeah, <laughs> love it. And I'll always, I just, I will, I'm gonna be like on my deathbed, giggling. I'll have forgotten the faces of my family and all of my friends and anyone who's ever loved me, and I'll remember that line. Did Did you ever read in uh, school that uh, uh, the short story "Bullet in Brain"? No, uh, it's really good. It's a guy who. Uh, like it, it shows like how self-important he was about his life and stuff. And he's at the bank and the bank gets robbed and a stray bullet hits his brain. And then the rest of the story is just like his death memory is like DMT is flooding his brain and he's dying. Huh. And uh, he's just thinking about it. This time he was playing baseball and a kid said something weird. Uh, he says like the best they is. Like a little kid he hasn't thought about in years, and he that's all he thinks about is he's like, <laughs> fucking great little short story. Every, every go read that, even though I just said the whole thing. It's, uh, you have a nice time. Uh, but yours will be, <laughs> yeah, and the bloody Dutch. Uh, uh I, I, I love that line too. That's, and then that's they, uh, stuff. you get like a chase scene where they have to, like, es- do they even escape from there? No, Nigel Powers is taken again. Yeah, they, they both flee, yeah, to 2002. Uh, yeah and uh so foxy cleopatra comes with austin they're back in 2000 or they're in 2002 now they um so when we go to jail with dr evil i think right yeah because part his part of his squid pro row was to um just go to a regular jail. go to a regular jail, jail to be with and i think me. georgia he was in maximum security facility in Geneva. Now he's just in normal jail in Georgia with Mini Me. So you get uh, Frau Farbisnes showing up in like a big like beehive white trash haircut. Do not understand why it was necessary for her to wear a disguise or bring Taco Bell with her. Nope, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> they make um, out. She slips him a key. She lets him know that Scott's becoming evil. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she slips him a key. Um, this scene like freaked me out as a kid. The way they were making out so voraciously was uh, viscerally disgusting to me. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, after this, Doctor Evil 
doing his jail song. We get our hard knock is, life. This is our third musical number in thirty six minutes, mm-hmm. and this one also really sticks with me. Um, what do you what do you make of this bad boy? We're in the e nice uh, t shirts, a brand that I don't know exists anymore. Um, yeah, we're we're doing a two thousand two white boy gangster rap. Uh, I don't know. I think it's like wildly cringe, but also funny. Yeah. Um, the one- funniest parts to me are like the horrible like green screen that's like there to be horrible green screen mm-hmm. of them like in front of the Vegas Strip and just like ran. There's this like girls dancing. At one point, we go back to Mini Me and there's four girls or three girls in bikinis and a fourth girl that's just topless for no reason, but it's blurred out because it's still a PG thirteen movie. <laughs> Um, there's one line Dr. Evil says in there. He says, uh, suck my nine. And I didn't know what that meant, but I thought it sounded cool. And I got in trouble once for saying it when this movie came out. Did you ever figure out what it like? I still don't know if it's supposed to be a nine nine millimeter or a nine inch penis, but that's why I got in my trouble. I got in trouble because my dad thought it was about a nine inch penis. Um, It would have been fine if it was a gun. (laughs) I don't know. As a, as a, Hey, I eleven year old. When I was a kid, I was allowed really early to watch the violent R-rated movies, but not the sexy ones. So maybe it would have been fine. Um, Goldmember says his Fajer a lot. Yeah, uh, to Doctor Evil, There's a lot of questions about <laughs> God, his Fajer. That, that scene, his the, Farger. The whole the whole scene where like Goldmember and Doctor Evil and like all of them are like in the like hi- the submarine hideout now together, and like they do the like the presentation of the tractor beam like it is so funny to me from start to finish where like he's like oh we've kidnapped his faja and uh dr evil is faja and he looks to number two and uh his number two is just like his faja like it's just like yeah of course it's his faja like faja Faja is dad dad faja yeah dr evil says farger yeah farger is pretty funny um they bring in um nigel shows back up at some point uh, Mini Me puts a gun on him. Uh, doesn't see him at first, but looks down. Uh, one of the better jokes is, "Oh blimey, I thought I smelled cabbage." Yeah, which is a callback call to, to one the yeah. carny uh, smell like cabbage, small hands. Um, they're kind of bonding. Is this has Mini Me kind of already started to be outcast at yeah, this point? Yeah, because when Doctor Evil, when they get out of prison, and Doctor Evil sees that Scott's like super evil now yeah, and he losing his to hair. Like him more. Um, yeah, that's good stuff. So he you find out Mini Me's got a big mean. dick. Yeah, look like a tripod. Looks like a baby's arm holding an, an apple, apple, which he will later. He do will with his later. Um, Don't know if any of those are supposed to be callbacks, but <laughs> <laughs> um, Austin Powers. Uh, let's see, they track down fat bastard in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where they go in the future. So he's sumo wrestling. They go find him. Um, another gross scene where they're throwing, uh, they call them diapers, but yeah. the sumo wrestling, whatever that's called, they're throwing them all on Austin. That's funny. It's nasty. Um, what else? They, that's when they find out about Mr. Roboto. Yep. So we go to visit Mr. Roboto. A good scene where the subtitles keep getting cut off to make that's, it look like that's, he wants to eat shit. That's a good joke because that's effect. Like it works similarly to. The like putting the sausage in front of his dick and stuff, yeah. But it doesn't even make sense because the character's seeing the subtitles. I think it's, I, it's like a good, 
It's I think a very funny concept, but yeah, he's saying please eat some shit, and they move the the binders around or something, and he's saying shiitake mushrooms because like it's a great visual gag. It's really it's good. really clever. I've not seen. I mean, if you do it again, like if you did it somewhere else, like you're just copying this as far right. as I'm concerned. But I've, we've you've not seen somebody try and like do it better, so it's yeah. like. You know it's a really effective visual gag when it's just like, oh, okay, they did it. We're not even. No one's gonna touch it. <laughs> he says, uh, "I have a huge rod," and Austin Powers like, "You disgusting man!" <laughs> he moves and it says, "I have a huge rodent problem." And then he just kind of looks to himself, is like, "A little off the topic, but unfortunate nonetheless." <laughs> Why don't I just speak in English? <laughs> it's like, yes, <laughs> that's good. Um, another good visual gag comes right after that. They uh, the meeting's over. Um, Austin Powers sneaking around the facility accidentally unplugs a pissing cherub boy statue. Um, so he has to piss to not alert anyone. Uh, I think about this one a lot. <laughs> uh, him <laughs> reaching to get asparagus? Yeah, there's just a plate no of reason. asparagus that says asparagus. It's just labeled asparagus. <laughs> Eats that and it starts to smell weird in there. That stuff's great. Um, let's see now they're gonna go to um they got all the information they need about they know about preparation age and stuff they gotta go raid um dr evil submarine but uh now with mini me with them um so mini me is now dressed up as mini austin powers that's a lot of fun just seeing Vern troyer looking goofy like that um another we get another one of these shadow gags uh, that we that we established in the last minute. First of all, there's only one suit, so yeah. uh, they're like one of us will have to stand on the other's shoulders, and they decide to have Austin stand on Mini Me's shoulders. So he looks really funny. Um, yeah, we do the shadow gag again, where they're in the uh, doctor's office doing the urine sample, and uh, they're trying to look at the map to figure out where they're at. This is when we talked about the baby arm coming out of Austin's yep. dick, throwing an apple up to him. He takes a bite, throws it back down. Um, I've always liked how aggressive, like they aggressively pointing at the map. Yeah, they were just constantly pointing and very hard. Yeah, just beep 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 beep. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, let's see, is this the same? So now they go and everybody's gonna face off. Finally, comes down to Doctor Evil standing there, lost and has a gun, but Nigel shows up. Mm-hmm. He's got a fucking bomb to drop. He's also the father of Dr. Evil. They're yep. both his boys. Dr. Evil's named Dougie. They were both bar- there that day. Uh, he always wanted to tell Dr. Evil what happened, but uh, those Belgians made him so damn evil. Yeah, I, lo- I love that. Is uh, that, Sh- that line. says, share a border with Holland. <laughs> <laughs> um, good stuff. <gasps> um, but uh, So everybody loves each other now, except... Uh, nobody likes Scott still. He's going to run off and be evil later. And Goldmember still wants to destroy the world. So Yep, so they got to stop um, him. Yeah, his winky was a key. Uh, that's a lot of fun. Hell, how have we said this? We've done this whole episode without ever saying an unfortunate schmelting accident. Schmelting accident. Schmelting accident. Uh, another line. And that's, yeah, it's like basically the end of the movie. But another line that's always, always, always stuck with me. And I think other people like have is... Uh, when they get onto the submarine and they're going to split up, uh, 
I forget what Austin says to start it, but Foxy Cleopatra says, tell me something I don't know. And he, without thinking, responds, I open mouth kissed a horse once. <laughs> She's like, what? He's like, I open mouth kissed a horse once. That's something you don't know. And then they just kind of go about their way. <laughs> That's a good joke. And I can't hear the phrase, tell me something I don't know, without thinking about that line either. Uh, the movie ends really anticlimactically by just switching to... Uh, Austin Pussy and uh, the reveal that gold members played by John Travolta in this one. Um, we're at the premiere. Fat Bastards got thin. Uh, he did the subway diet like Jared. Now, yeah. his, now his neck looks like a vagina. It's <sighs> uh, a lot of fun. Um, and the movie's over. And yeah. Ozzy Osbourne uh, uh, bloopers play over the, uh, over the credits. Uh, and then later in the credits you get uh, Britney Spears hitting on Minnie me because she found out he's got a big old hog yeah dude she's a size queen apparently mm-hmm. that's it that's Austin Powers yeah um now we're done talking about him forever this one's uh I like this one man I, li- I like it more than I remembered like um, I, I'd always remembered it being the like worst one I've honestly through these watches I've soured on two the most which I used to love just because it hit at the exact perfect time for me finally, to think it was so funny, but I definitely coming think around to my side of things. One's easily the best. I'd say honestly, Gold Member is my second favorite because they do way less like dated, yeah, jokes. It, it just like this whole movie is just like every character being goofy. It's it's like and, what their character is. They just do that goofy, and it's fun. There's a couple like references, like Doctor Evil still makes references to stuff because that's just kind of like part of his character of like not ever realize like understanding the stuff that he missed or where he is in time and i think gold good. member himself sucks like gold member is not a good character he's barely anything really yeah he's like not in the movie enough though to matter it's wild but, that the movie is called austin powers in gold member i would i i i legitimately put these this movie up there close with one one is definitely like the best it just like laid the foundation e- for everything easily number one is one. um but like gold member to me is not very far behind. I have a lot of very like, f- I have a lot of fondness in my heart for it. Some like out of nostalgia and stuff, but like, I legitimately think it's very funny. Somehow it's like ended up being the one of the three that I've seen the most, just from like either being on TV or. So I think that's part of it. And then two has always been like just step below, um, for me. Mainly because like the last fifteen minutes are just like so forgettable when they're in space and shit. I still think uh, Heather Graham is my number one Power Girl. That's fair. I can accept. Probably put Beyonce up there. Yeah, but she, she she's amazing. But she's like I said, I have such an issue with her being with Austin <laughs> that it almost disqualifies her from contention. Fair. Because I do not feel that way for uh, about Heather Graham and boy howdy was I in love with her at this age. Um, yeah, that's it. Finally, that's it. fucking wrapped the bow. Whatever the expression, on, wrapped on, the bow. We wrapped that bow, baby. Is that an expression at all? Sure. Am I making that up? We wrapped the bow on Austin Powers. Yeah, we wanted to do Austin Powers. We had our little joke almost month. Finally, going back to normal episodes next week. But yeah, that's that. We we had fun. It's gone on too long. <laughs> You're telling me. All right, uh, wrap wrap her up, Maxwell. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast, Doubled Feature. You can follow us on social media at Doubled Feature on Twitter, Doubled Feature on Instagram. You can send us an email, doubledfeaturepodcast at gmail.com. 
You can follow Dan and I both individually on Inst- or, uh, Twitter and Letterboxd. Dan is at Danny Jankum. I am at Mac underscore dead. We'd like to thank uh, Ryan at Ryan Laser for our theme music and Sam at Hero Institute for our logo. You can read Sam's webcomic, Life of a Stepdad, over on his Twitter and other places. He'll, he'll tell you where it is. Ask him about it. You can also read the webcomic Sam and I do together, uh, Nerdsday at Nerdsday, Nerdsday.com. Uh, please like, rate, subscribe to the podcast wherever you can. It'll help us out. We can grow the audience, maybe do some fun, other fun stuff down the line, probably get too lazy and not do any of it anyway, but do it because we're asking you to. Thank you, Dan. Any last words for everybody? Uh, I'll just leave them on a thought. It's insane that this movie, this James Bond was called die another day when the last James Bond movie had a guy who got shot in the head and it was going to kill him another day. That's the one that should have been called another day. Uh, that's it. Cut me off. Feature. Double feature. Double feature.